Hello and welcome. I am Heidi, the creator and host of Love, Joy, and Languages podcast, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining in. I hope you enjoy what I've prepared for today, and I invite you to search around in the archive for something else that maybe piques your interest. For return listeners, I'm so grateful for your continued support. Thank you, thank you. So today is episode 38, which means in two weeks we will be at the season two finale of the show. And like last season, I'm dedicating that episode to celebrating your language learning wins. No matter how big or seemingly small, no matter how recent, I want you to think about something you achieved or just did in your languages, a language learning fear you faced or struggle you jumped into working through. Share those with me and I will give you a shout out in the season finale and celebrate those wins on the show. You can reach me through a direct message on Instagram at love.joyandlanguages or on Twitter at lovejoy underscore lang by Wednesday, February 8th with your proudest achievement. And I'll put those handles in the show notes as well. If right now you're thinking, I'd love to join in, but I don't know what I could share, or I don't feel like I'm making progress worth sharing, or I haven't done anything big, then go back to last season's finale, episode 20, and listen to what others shared, because truly there is nothing too small and nothing is insignificant. But stick with me today as well, because today's episode is intended to help you highlight the gains you're making in your languages, because you are making progress. The title of today's episode is Non-Level Victories in Language Learning, and I came up with this phrase based on the health and wellness term non-scale victories, which I'm sure many of you have heard of. The phrase non-scale victories refers to all the positive health benefits we gain from making healthy life choices, but that have nothing to do with our weight, nothing to do with what the scale says. And this is important because, especially in U.S. culture, weight loss is often the main focus of improving one's health. It's the overarching goal that drives many people to work toward a healthier lifestyle, and it's all centered around what the scale says. In these cases, whether we go on a formal diet, join a gym, or just start trying to eat better and be more active, the number on the scale is very often what we focus on in order to measure our progress, and it's too easy not to consider all the other wins and benefits we gain. But there are tons of victories in every health and wellness journey that have nothing to do with what the scale says. You know, things like sleeping better, lifting heavier weights, not getting out of breath walking up the stairs, having fewer anxiety attacks. The possibilities are endless. So I know you can probably already see where I'm going with this for today's episode. The closest term I could think of to describe this concept for language learning was non-level victories. Because of course our language level is a large measure of progress, right? Even if we're not taking an exam to prove our development, our language level is often the focal point of our language journeys. And very often, jumping up a level or two is an overarching goal we want to achieve, or at a minimum, the main thing by which we can measure our improvements and success. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not here to say that we should or shouldn't care about language levels, but let's take some time to think about our non-level victories, language progress that shows up as a result of even the smallest changes we make in our language lives. Over the last two weeks or so, I made a list of my own language victories that aren't reaching a specific level, but really it's something I think about a lot because I find so much joy in my little wins that they really stick out, and even small victories feel quite big to me, so I'm sort of in a constant state of seeing my language progress. 
Today, I've organized my list of non-level victories into three different categories because wins aren't only found in results. Sometimes they also show up in how we do things and other times in our mentality or outlook of our language journeys. So the three categories that I have of non-level victories in language learning are activity, ability, and mentality. So let's break this down. If you can, I highly recommend getting a pen and paper or opening up the notes on your phone to jot down some of your own non-level victories as I go along and share mine. So the first category I have is activity, because this is how we spend most of our time, right? All of our language learning energy is put into doing something, being active in the language, which is also why it can feel frustrating when we aren't reaching a particular level as fast as we think we should, because we've been doing so much language learning. But the language learning activities we do are just as important as where those activities lead us. And as someone who has a very serious tendency toward avoiding certain things that I want to do, a tendency to go into perfectionism paralysis mode when I dedicate myself to doing something, I can say that so many wins can be found in language activity. So what kinds of actions do I consider non-level victories in my language learning? First is reading in my target languages. Reading a news article, a book, a text, anything at all. You all have heard me say several times that reading is something I very much desire to do, and I know it's something that can really boost my language comprehension and innate understanding of vocabulary and grammar usage, but it's also something I tend to avoid because it often reveals what all I don't know, which makes me feel more like I'm failing than succeeding. But lately, I've just been jumping into reading, seeking out anything I can that's appropriate for my level of understanding and that includes grammar I want to sharpen. And the simple act of doing this is proof of progress, no matter how much I understand of what I read. Regularly picking up an Italian book and reading a few pages is more than I did even a year ago. So doing reading activities is indicative of my journey becoming a bit easier in the sense that I have fewer self-induced roadblocks. And it's also a sign that I'm truly capable of getting out of my own way and doing things that will improve my languages. Similarly, the act of listening to something in my languages is a non-level victory for me. When I listen to a German podcast on my way to work, again, no matter how much I understand, that's a win. Especially as a full-time working mother of two with limited downtime, the act of using my commute to listen to something in my target language feels like a real achievement. And I know that doing this activity over and over and over will lead to amazing results. Actively writing in Italian has been quite a huge non-level victory for me lately. Right now I'm working on writing my personal story, the one I share throughout this podcast, in Italian. And the act of putting my thoughts onto paper in my second language is proof of all the vocabulary and grammar I've internalized to date. Another activity that I can look at and see as a victorious marker of progress is having conversation lessons, or better yet, just scheduling the lessons and then showing up every time. Of course, spending 30 minutes conversing in Italian is a victory, but sometimes the actions taken to get us to that conversation lesson are their own victories worthy of mention. And sometimes activity victories are found in what we don't do, not buying another language book, stopping an internet search for resources, and instead diving into the grammar book right in front of me, not first asking someone if they speak English, not switching to English when I can't find a word in my target language, not instinctively reaching for Google Translate, actively working against actions that slowed my language progression in the past 
are markers of progress. They're all language victories that have nothing to do with my language level, but that indicate improvement. After the activity category of non-level victories, I started jotting down achievements in the ability category. Of course, increasing our language level demonstrates more advanced abilities in a language, but unless we're taking a language exam, there won't be a definitive point when we can say, I am now moving from B1 to B2, for example. We really slide into those levels. Or you know on sci-fi type TV shows when someone teleports and their body just kind of fades into their destination location a few molecules at a time? That's how I envision us reaching new language levels. We arrive there just a few pieces at a time. But there are so many more ability-based progress markers along the way. One of my favorite mini-achievements in language learning, especially at the intermediate level, is understanding a new word. Sometimes it's a word that I just read or hear and understand in context without having to look it up or think about it. And then if I use the word in my own sentences or my next conversation in the language, then the word sticks in my long-term memory. But sometimes it's a word that I've encountered dozens of times that just wouldn't stick or that just wouldn't make it to my active vocabulary. But then one day, it just clicks. It makes sense. And now I can use it in my next conversation lesson or I can work it into my written story. The ability to use a word that I've never used before is an exciting victory for me. Similarly, a non-level victory regarding language ability that I've noticed in my own life lately is incorporating more grammar into my conversations, especially the trickier parts of grammar. I said a few episodes ago that I'm working through an Italian book on pronouns and prepositions, and now every single time I correctly use a pronoun in my speech or writing, I recognize it as a victory over this part of the language. And it's even more exciting for me in reading because I distinctly remember the phase of my Italian acquisition when I didn't understand direct and indirect object pronouns in reading. I vividly remember the struggle I had breaking apart sentences to try and understand who was doing what to whom and what was even going on, especially because some of those pronouns are the same words as definite articles. So my brain would register them as articles, meaning the... But that didn't make sense, and it was pure confusion. So now, my ability to fluidly read something and not get hung up on pronouns, but know which nouns they're replacing in a text, is a very real and exciting non-level victory. It's something that proves my progress, even if, alone, it doesn't take me over the edge to the next level. And the last thing I wrote down here under ability, although I could stay in this category for a long time, is the amount I speak in a language with respect to my native language, English. I'll take 30 minutes as an example total speaking time because all my conversation lessons have been 30 minutes. I very much remember my first conversation lesson on italki about three years ago. I was at that misty area in the beginner level where I knew and understood a good amount of just daily Italian, but I couldn't put much into speech. I couldn't say a lot without reverting to English. In that first 30-minute lesson, maybe only about 10 minutes of it was Italian, and I'm probably being generous here, but that would be 10 minutes of putting sentences together really slowly with lots of pauses and trying to remember a word, and I remember not understanding a lot of what the teacher said. I still couldn't process a lot without translating in my head, but now I can see how this has shifted over time. I have had conversation lessons without a single English word spoken. Those are rare, though, because sometimes I still ask what a word is in Italian, and I use the English word in the question. 
Or I may have a more complicated thought, and as I get stuck, I express it in English to get it out of my head and then slowly try working it out in Italian. But most of my lessons are probably about 90% in Italian, with the more rare English sneaking in as an aid instead of a crutch. And it's very rare when I don't understand something the teacher says. But even when that does happen, I'm much more comfortable now working this out in Italian instead of asking for an English version. Seeing and noticing this shift from mostly English to almost exclusively Italian is a wonderful and motivating non-level victory that is real confirmation of my Italian abilities. So we have activity-related non-level language victories. We have ability-based non-level victories. And finally, I want to talk about non-level victories in our language journeys that can be categorized under mentality. These, I think, are the hardest to recognize as markers of progress, but I also think they're some of the most important and valuable because how we view and feel about our language journeys affects what activities we perform or avoid and how much of our improvements in language ability we even notice. I've talked a lot on the show about the old mentalities I had regarding language learning. Things like believing I was too old to learn a language, thinking living in the country would quickly make me fluent, believing that finishing a resource as fast as possible was efficient learning, and not finishing a resource to 100% completion and getting 100% on every activity meant I was failing. And that just barely starts to scratch the surface, right? But there is a vast difference between my language mentality of three to five years ago and now, and I definitely see this mental shift as a non-level victory in my language journey. One of the most obvious victories of mentality for me is when I don't beat myself up when I make a mistake, when a word won't come to me, when I don't speak as well as I know I can, when someone corrects me. Every single time something like this happens and I don't berate myself in my head and tell myself how bad I am at this language, that is a non-level victory. Similarly, every time I make a mistake and then practice it, that's another indicator of improved language learning mentality. I used to ignore my mistakes because they were deficiencies, blemishes in my abilities. It was easier to just pretend they weren't there than to face my imperfections. But that's not going to get anyone anywhere. So having the mental fortitude to not only face my mistakes, but to also actively seek out my weaker parts of the language and practice, 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 that is a huge win that tells me that I'm making progress. Another non-level victory in language learning with respect to mentality is when I look forward to a study session or conversation lesson instead of being nervous or considering backing out. For years, every time I approached the language, I felt so vulnerable. I couldn't do as much as I wanted. I couldn't understand as much as I wanted. And I hated feeling so childish in the language. And it's really easy to talk yourself out of something that brings up these feelings. But every time I get excited about an upcoming conversation lesson, I remind myself that the excitement is proof of a stronger mental relationship with my languages. And looking forward to studying... My lands, that is a complete 180 from the years I spent avoiding so much language learning because it was just too difficult to face all the things I didn't know or couldn't understand. So just meeting language learning activities with eagerness is a non-level victory that's proof of how far I've come in my language journey. Something else that I really consider a non-level victory on a language learning journey is feeling burned out or low on energy and respecting it by taking a break or resting instead of trying to force myself through it. 
And I don't just mean on a grand scale either. This is a daily occurrence for me. A typical day for me includes a half-hour conversation lesson in either German or Italian, sometimes both, listening to a podcast in either language on my commute to work, writing notes in Italian throughout the day as thoughts come to me, using Speakly app for both languages during my lunch break, re-listening to the same podcast episode on my way home from work, and again as I prepare dinner, clean up after the meal, fold laundry, or do other house chores. I often do 30 minutes to an hour of work in a grammar book in the evening while the kids watch TV, and then I read in Italian as they get ready for bed. As busy people who have so many obligations, I think it's easy for us to feel scarcity when it comes to having time for languages, and we want to fill as many cracks in our day with language study as possible, which is an excellent way to maximize our language time. But I don't always have the energy or brain power to listen to a podcast on my way home from work. Sometimes I need to think through other things that need my mental attention. Because if I don't, those things will still be on my brain when I pick up my kids, and then they won't get my full attention. Sometimes by the time we get ready for bed, I'm absolutely exhausted, and reading in my target language would do me no good. I wouldn't be able to process as much, and I'd be more likely to end up frustrated, questioning my abilities. So respecting my mood, energy, and mental capacity when it comes to how I fill my day with language activities and not feeling like a failure or like I've let myself down is a non-level victory over a soul-draining hustle, hustle, hustle mentality. And not forcing myself to do language activities, even when I don't have the energy, is more efficient and effective for my overall progress because I come back to the languages feeling refreshed and excited. And our brains just take in and process better when we're alert, energized, and focused on whatever we're trying to take in. It really does us so much good to respect what our bodies tell us through the energy we have, and doing so is a real non-level victory in the mentality of language learners. So what do you all think? Can you think of victories in your language life that prove you're improving, but that have nothing to do with increasing your language level? Maybe you scheduled your first chat with an exchange partner. That's an activity worth noticing. Or perhaps you found a podcast in your new language and downloaded some episodes to listen to on your afternoon walk. That's action. Are you noticing how much more you can do in your language now? Can you speak longer? Tell a story from your childhood? Maybe you're reading longer or more detailed texts and understanding more. All proof that you're gaining victories and ability. And what about your mentality? Have you noticed fewer negative thoughts about your language abilities? Maybe you took a break from languages in order to recharge your batteries and come back with fresh energy. Or perhaps you celebrated someone else's language journey instead of feeling jealous or giving in to comparisons. Every single thing we do that shines a positive light on our language journeys and the progress we're making is worth noticing and being excited about. And I have to point out here too that we will go in and out of these non-level victories. Being able to have a 30-minute conversation strictly in Italian doesn't mean I'll be able to do that every single time. Or not beating myself up over a mistake doesn't mean that I'll never beat myself up again. It's important to remember that this is what we mean when we say that language learning isn't linear. Some days we'll recall that new word and use it properly, and other days it'll completely elude us. Some days we'll take corrections in stride and practice our mistakes, and other days we'll feel embarrassed and down about it. What matters is that when those victories show up, when we do remember the word or mentally overcome a setback, we notice them because they're proof that wins exist. They're proof that the nonlinear line of progression is trending upward. 
We have victories in our languages every single day, and they don't always look like passing a level exam or finishing a course. Take some time this week to think about all the great victories you have in your language life, and I hope you share some of those with me, especially for the season finale episode in two weeks. Thank you all for joining me today. I can't wait to hear about your non-level victories in your language life. So until next time, ciao.